0: Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225, that's 888-825-5225. Merry Christmas, America, we're glad you're with us. Beverly is with us in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Beverly, welcome to the Ramsey
1: Show. hello, Dave, how are you doing, doctor, how are you doing?
0: We are better than we deserve, how can we help?
1: I'm trying to get there too. Okay. This is my situation. My husband, he died in 2021, May, 2021. Okay. Of course, without a will, <laughs> I was not living, with them. we've been like separated, but not legally for about two decades. We have children and which are grown, of course. And um like, I'm trying to do this probate thing. My problem is that I have to hire um, a probate attorney because what he did, he did own a house okay it has it has a tax value of like one seventy, which I think is flying out because he didn't take care of it and the problem I'm having with um is because he didn't file um taxes with me within the last um two years, one or two years um I have proof um have difficulty proving that we never got a divorce because in Philadelphia, the rules state that um okay um that you have to do the taxes, you know. If you um, because they cannot tell there's no divorce record. Do you understand where I'm going with it? They can't prove that you were married at the time. So I'm having to go to this um this court uh, thing. Wait a minute, wait, a minute. Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. Yeah, that sounds backwards.
0: Wait, wait, wait. He, he lived he lived ahead? in Philadelphia.
1: And I live in Atlanta.
0: Okay, and uh, you've been separated for ten years. That's weird.
1: Well, more than ten, more than ten, really.
0: That's whacked. Okay, so why do you think you get the house? Because you basically were divorced.
1: Well, I, uh, we're divorced or legally. Um, I understand, remarried. but why
0: do you think you get the house morally? You've been gone, girl. Well,
1: why? Really? Why, I mean, what's the law with that? I mean, I wasn't um, asking
0: about the law. I was asking about what's right. You weren't married for the last ten years plus twenty years. yeah. Twenty years. In a very real way. I mean, technically you are,
2: because you guys are weird. But, but you, yeah. said, you said you've said you been doing your taxes together up until two years ago? We
1: have not been doing our taxes together. But I have been receiving. See, we're both um, veterans, right? I'm I, a disabled veteran. I have been receiving um, vet, um, veteran and Social Security pension through him and me, because I served also. But I've received, you know, through him all these years until the day he died.
0: Yeah. And I guess whatever widows, uh, because you're still technically married, you get that, and the Veterans Administration probably isn't looking into it. But when you went to probate Mm -hmm. court, uh, the people in Philadelphia went, "Uh, you kind of like need to show us you're not divorced, and two years of tax returns would do that. Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. the law in Pennsylvania is not that if people don't file married filing jointly for two whole years that they are automatically divorced under Pennsylvania law. That is not the case. Uh, so something else is going on here when you went into probate court, I know. like somebody's fighting you, like one of the kids says you shouldn't get this house.
1: No, no, the kids are, you know, backing me up, which I could do. Okay. Um, have one of the children go up there, but, um, we did take a trip up there, but this paperwork was wrong and I'm just like tired of, you know, spending what's my this, money. What's the house worth actually,
0: a, if you were to put it on the market, a real estate worth. agent.
1: Um, that's another thing too. The tax value of the house is one seventy, right? But it's in poor shape. What is okay? the what
0: would the house sell for if you put it on with a real estate agent?
1: <laughs> well, a real estate agent, I might get one seventy for it, with you know the tax
0: value of it. Okay, so if you could if you could sell it for one seventy because you're not moving to Philadelphia, that's what you're going to do with it. Then no. uh, what's it, what's owed against it?
1: Oh, uh, it's my like seventeen thousand in back taxes. That's all. Which no. I am paying yeah, which I am paying, you know, he had a payment. He plan. had no mortgage. No, he had no mortgage, no. Uh uh-uh. uh.
0: Okay. Yeah. What do you make?
1: What do I make? I make um through my VA social security. I get like forty, eight hundred dollars. And how month.
0: how old are you?
1: Oh, I am sixty three.
0: Okay. Here's what I would do. I'm the same age as you. Okay? Getting ready okay. to be, I'm sixty two. Uh, If I woke up in your shoes, um, which I can't imagine, but if I did, (laughs) because I got to tell you, if I left Sharon for 20 years, one of us would be dead. But yeah, (laughs) but anyway, uh, but if I woke up in your your shoes, what would I do? I I would hire to to get a $170,000 asset as the wife of a dead guy, um, Mm -hmm. the legal wife of a dead guy. No divorce occurred. And uh, there's no one arguing about this. No one's anything. We just need to get the house deeded to you so you can sell it. Uh, you need a but judge's order from probate court to be able to sell the house. I would just hire a probate attorney. That's
1: what I did. I, I, I mentioned that. And they said you case. just can't so do just it. It's It's impossible. Sure. No, he didn't say he didn't do it. I just want to make sure that I'm doing this because I love the way you know if somebody's doing something stupidly. I love the way you tell them, "Hey, you're being a fool."
0: Okay, no, you're not. You're not not being a fool. If you hired an attorney to work you through this very complicated and uh, unusual situation, um, you're not being a fool at all in that regard. No, no, and uh, because you need to get basically, you need to get a judge's order in probate court to be able to give to the title company so they can issue a title because the guy that's on the title is not here to sign it. And so the, you know, the, the you have a ruling from the judge that in, allows the title company to write title insurance. And the judge is going to say, Oh, okay. This lady's, the, they never, they were separated forever, but they never got a divorce. And there's no Pennsylvania law that makes you instantly divorced. And so we're going to issue a ruling that says this house is to be sold. And, um, Miss Beverly from Atlanta can sign the deed.
2: And you mentioned I heard you mention that you had to protect your children. Um if they give you grief over it, you can tell them, no, he he left or I left to keep us safe and we just never got around to the divorce. It does it you are going to have to explain that at some point why you did not never file on him. Protect them and, from what? Whether he was she just mentioned that, whether he was abusive or he wasn't safe to be around. Um, oh, but, is that why
0: she said she left? I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, said so you had
0: to protect her children which I understand well I just, that's a different issue
2: but I also understand um, the divorce process is messy if somebody wants to drag it out I, I get all that but 20 years is a long time a long 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 time no closure closure is worth your time and your money yes.
0: yeah yeah pain or get off the ladder yeah, yeah. That's, that's the plan so yeah um it's like, was that the guy on your Instagram? I saw. He said, "What? I'm worried about dealing with my daughter's dating and where I'm hide the bodies." And he went, no, "On second thought, I'm not." <laughs> no, not worried about where he's gonna hide the oh. bodies. <laughs> not worried about the daughter. It's like the double Tundra. It's oh. fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> and on second thought, I'm not worried about where I'm gonna bury the bodies. <laughs> I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Well, it's just like that's what would happen if I was gone for Uh, 20 years and didn't get a divorce. This is The Ramsey Show. Or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Hey, Ramsey fans, we got something new going on over here. Check out our new Ramsey apparel. Oh, my goodness, it's happened. Custom designed to remind you why normal sucks and why you choose to be weird. So T-shirts, hoodies, uh, all kinds of fun stuff, uh, sweatshirts, the whole thing. Cash is king, better than I deserve. Live like no one else. You got one on.
2: I do. I look like a smoke show. Not even going to lie. I look pretty good. I can feel my own body heat right now. I don't know. Why I said that. Sorry. <laughs> if I'm just pretty, real great.
0: quiet, what will happen now? <laughs> the room.
2: Listen. You get one of these Ramsey sweatshirts. I'll, I will lose weight. It's got spanks built in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't
2: breathe. I haven't taken a full breath I didn't since the show. Why started.
0: you looked like? I was trying to catch. Uh, I'm just slow. Okay. Yeah, it's there, John. You're they you're, you're amazingly handsome they're with that trusty dusty ramsey sweatshirt on thank you for saying i was handsome oh my goodness go to dot and get free shipping on orders over 40 dollars because you're going to want a lot of these dot <laughs> wow that just happened all right jason is with us jason is in chicago hi jason how are you hi guys thanks for taking my call merry Sh- christmas merry christmas to you what's up
3: um i'm actually in the sticks uh, about 90 miles from chicago um, my wife and I, uh, just remarried. We were recently divorced and, uh, with 48 and 40, about 110,000, um, income.
0: You remarried 30, each other?
3: No, no, We've previously divorced. And oh, okay. Married. You, you have
0: remarried after the divorce.
3: I got you. Okay. You said yeah. my wife and I yeah. got, I got
1: confused. Okay. Sorry.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, have 30,000 in debt and we're in uh, baby step two. Um, we have 70,000. In the bank from the, the sale of my house, and we're currently renting and driving about 50 miles opposite directions. Um, and we have an opportunity to buy a, a piece of land um, that's kind of smack dab in the middle. Sounds like you are. I thought you are driving 50 miles each direction. Well, sorry. I'm actually driving uh, 100 miles right now. We're looking for land that's um, in the middle so that we can both drive about equal distances. Um, so this land, this opportunity is, is about in the middle. Um, so it, eventually each one of us will be driving about 50 miles one direction um, for, our, for our jobs. What do you which, do? Which yeah, what lot. do y'all do? Well, we're, we're both, we've both been in a place of employment for, for 20 and, and 25 years. Um, yeah, but you started a whole history. new life together.
2: So that, yeah, that's yeah. important, but I also don't care. What, what do y'all do? I'm a design
3: engineer. Um, she manages a salon, a day salon.
2: Okay. I, um, I read some research recently that suggested that some of the rise in mental health challenges that are going on in the country is continually increasing commute stressors from distance. Cool. And all, all to say is that is a significant amount of strain you're putting on your young marriage. Yeah, that's that's yeah. neither here nor there. That's not what you're calling. I, I wouldn't do that if I were you, is all I'm saying. Just yeah, just friend no, to friend.
3: I, to. I, and I get it. I have I have looked for jobs uh out closer to her area. Um but I, I have three children, um all above sixteen, and it is important for me to be able to see them and it, and it because I'm going that direction for my job, it it also helps me
2: to maintain a relationship with is them. Is there not salons in that home. area that your wife might consider taking over? Yeah.
3: We we're, we're talking about that too. Um uh, without getting into too much detail, though, no, her her um, she's well taken care of in in, in the salon that she's in.
0: Okay, the dollar here's dollar in the thing. Finances, no, I would not buy the land.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: if it were perfectly situated and your situation was perfectly situation situated, which we've all agreed in the last few minutes, it's not. Um, mm-hmm. Even then, I would not buy it. Okay, let's say you both lived two miles from it, or you both worked mm-hmm. two miles from it, and the kids were three sure. miles from it. I still would not buy it because you're in debt. I would have you to get out of debt and build an emergency fund first. And um, once you're 100% debt free, in other words, I would write a check today from the sale of your house and keep renting and I'd be debt free today. Now, then I'm gonna start talking about how we can build a quality life together and spending an hour and a half on the road every day. Oh, that's morning and evening, I'm sorry, three hours a day on the road every day um, is not conducive to anything good. It's just not. It's not a quality of life. And so I know where road rage comes from. It's when I'm in traffic more than 15 minutes. So, um, you know, it's just <laughs> would you people get out of the way. Oh, wait, there's thousands of you. And, so,
2: <laughs> well, and one, of the, one of the biggest challenges for, for new marriages, whether it's a second marriage, third marriage, or a first marriage, is – The idea that I'm going to keep my old life and just um, drop this new thing I've just done into the middle of my old life. I'm going to keep going to the same gym. I'm going to keep hanging out with the same friends. I'm going to keep doing the same stuff. And I'm just going to also have this marriage. The ones that are successful realize everything is on the table because everything is new now. We just created a whole new life. And there's going to be some things off the table. And there's going to be some things that we have to give up. There's things that we're going to quit. We're going to
0: change. Because... The marriage is priority. Because it's priority now. And when it's not priority, mm, now your statistics get bad. That's right. Beth is in Denver. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Hi. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. You too. What's Merry up? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, I am calling to for y'all to settle the score. Um, my husband and I are not necessarily having an argument, but we are having a debate about whether he should buy a new truck or
2: not. You are the most um, kind we're not having an argument. We're having a debate. We're just having a debate. Well well said. <laughs> well said. That's nice. Merry Christmas. And so it's a very, fight, Beth. Just call it what it is.
4: It's not a fight. It's not a fight. Okay. I am okay. Until he anyway. loses. Yeah. But, well, I do think he's going to lose. But <laughs> um, we have walked through the baby steps. Um, we're on step four, five, and six. And so he wants to buy a new truck. And I don't think... What is
0: your net worth?
4: Our, oh, our income is no 400 no. i don't know our net your board. income
0: is 400 okay how okay. much do you have in your mutual funds in, in retirement do you think
4: um about 100
0: okay what's your home worth
4: um it's worth 550 around about but we still have 180 left to pay on it
0: okay do you own anything else of substance of, of large value
4: no, we just own a couple cars. Okay.
0: So if we had four hundred on your house plus a hundred, you have a half a million dollar net worth at roughly. Okay?
4: Roughly, yeah.
0: And you make four hundred thousand a year. So you're just now getting to baby steps four, five, and six. You haven't been there long? Yes.
4: We've we haven't been there very long. Uh, and you don't
0: and you haven't made four hundred thousand very long. Um, no. Okay. So uh, it, it's a little bit early to buy a new truck. I We recommend at Ramsey and have sent for 30 years not to buy a brand new vehicle unless you have at least a $1 million net worth. You're going to be there fairly soon, but you're not going to be there right now. So you win the argument. Well, thanks. That's assuming fun. Assuming I actually <laughs> hold the referee's whistle, which I'm not positive I do here, but... Um, assuming you do, I'll call him out of bounds. Now I will say buy here's the thing, a brand new vehicle goes down in value. It loses 70% of its value in the first four years. You cannot afford to take that big a hit until you have a substantial amount of money. And then you can afford to lose that much money and have a nice car. But, um, when you buy a $50,000 car, it's going to be worth 70% of that. What? 15,000 bucks in about an eye blink. When you buy a $100,000 car, it's going to be worth 30000 so fast it will make you throw up a little in the back of your mouth. It's ridiculous. But you can afford that if you've got $2 million. I mean, you can lose $70,000 over three years if you got $2 bucks in order to drive a nice car and you make four hundred grand, you can afford it. That's okay. But no, I would not buy a new car in your situation. Okay, I mean,
4: so you think the only time is after you have that, after you have a
0: one million dollar million $1 net $1. worth, okay, and then all of your vehicles, things with motors and wheels added together, should never add up to more than half your annual income. So unless he's buying a Ferrari, he's probably okay. You said a truck, so you know, well, you can get a hundred twenty thousand dollar truck, but um, you know, but uh, yeah, we want to keep your vehicles under two hundred grand, all of them added together. Uh, after you have a net worth of a million dollars, this is the Ramsey Show. Condoloni, Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Thanks for being with us, America. Merry Christmas to you. Our question of the day comes from blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means even if you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. Free samples, free shipping, and the new promos they run all the time, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best
2: deal. All right, today's question comes from Clark in Chicago. Clark writes... Things have been tight for us financially this year, and we haven't been able to buy the big gifts we were hoping to get for our kids. How can we navigate any possible meltdowns from the kids that might come from being disappointed by not getting what they had been hoping for? Oh, man. Day, this Does this is just question ca- change by age? Um, Yes, and it also changes by um, how far upstream you want to get. So this is kind of like somebody asking, Hey, we're down by thirty two runs in the bottom of the ninth. How do we win this game? Well you're probably not gonna win this one because you're down by thirty two and you wait until the ninth inning to And you suck at baseball. <laughs> well I wouldn't go that far, but 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 you're right. So I uh, in our house we, Sheila and I, my wife decided we're not doing a bunch of crazy big gifts this year. Um, we're gonna do an experience. And so we started prepping the kids months out. Christmas is going to look and feel differently this year. We also reached out to, we're, we have the only grandkids. So I got a real generous sister and brother and sister-in-law and my parents, and they love to shower. And we said, hey, this year we're going smaller. So we started conversations on the front end, and we've started inviting our kids into more giving things so they can see with their own eyes and touch their own hands, people who are go without during Christmas. And so we started a preparation for this moment a long time ago. If we had just waited until Christmas Day and they wake up and they run down there and there's no, that's going to be tough. And they're kids and that emb- if kids get their feelings hurt, it doesn't bother me because they're little kids. If they're 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, on up, that's when you can start having different conversations. But man, it's Christmas morning. This is a little bit late in the game to be having this kind of conversation. It sounds more like the ki- I mean the kids are going to do what kids are going to do it feels like Clark feels like less of a father because he's not able to buy the things that he, make him feel good that he's able to give to his kids. And I think Clark and his wife need to look in the mirror and recognize they busted their butt this year. It was a tough year. It was a hard year. And they provided for those kids and they did a really good job. Yeah. Um, in order
0: to let yourself off the hook, you and your wife sit down and try to name the big gift that you got when you were a kid on any christmas you probably don't remember a single one if you remember one that might be good if you remember two that's unusually good doubt real seriously you remember five christmas gifts from five different years i remember one i think i could probably come up one or two yeah yeah it's probably the same christmas I was having to dodge dinosaurs because it was a long time ago, but, um,
2: we got a stone wheel. That's it. I got a
0: wheel. (laughs) we got this new thing called
2: fire. We got fire.
0: Um, no, the, uh, uh, so I guess my point is that they'll live through it. Yes, they will. Um, and, uh, the bigger deal you make about it, the bigger deal there's going to be. Right. Um, but I do think that, um, it's also the secret I use playing golf, um, The secret to happiness is low expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Let's lower their little expectations in some methodology. Uh, Age appropriately. Um, If it's a 16-year-old, that's a completely different discussion on lowering expectations than
2: if it's a 4-year-old. And with a 16-year-old, you say, hey, it's been a tough year, and I just want you to know coming out of the gate, there's going to be fewer presents. It's just going to be a little slim. It's going to be tough. Just get your little butt ready. But with the younger ones, if you have younger ones, you can say... Hey, Santa sent a letter and said it's been tough times, so there's going to be fewer gifts this year, but I wanted to provide you more time to spend together. Set up a tent in your living room and y'all have a camp out. Do something and fun. And
0: he said he loves you extra special and whatever. Yeah, they'll remember good. that forever. All that's good. And so you can create experiences and, um, you know, marshmallows still stuck in the carpet four months later. I don't know, whatever. But, um, there's all kinds of stuff you can do here that's not um, doesn't come out of a box, right. because we've all had the experience, those of us with a few years uh, on us, the, of the child that's um, three playing in the box more than playing with the <laughs> item that came in the box. It's very distressing for the parent that bought that thing from Neiman Marcus. But yeah, um, so yeah, that, that's so there is a, I, even as a grandfather, I will admit. Um, Papa Dave suffers from. I am enjoying this more than they're going to.
2: Oh, dude, I do too, man. That's and one of my so favorite things in the world. Is I'm, my gifts. I'm
0: let down that my children have all told me I have to stop overdoing it. <laughs> so it's 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 just ruined Christmas for me. I'm just saying, but um, no. So I mean, that's the thing. So I think Brad. Um, no, Clark.
1: Clark. <laughs> this is from Clark. <laughs>
0: wait a minute christmas vacation just emailed us right here on the ramsey show <laughs> well tall cousin eddie we said hey clark um wow yeah, and that you're not getting the bonus from your mean old boss yeah. no pool no, no pool, pool man that's not coming so but i you think this is did you guys do this no you really didn't do it oh my Eddie. Just just, you guys are pranking fun. us in there this is not this is real
2: it's a form, so whoever did it might have been being cute. Oh, yeah. it just ca- it- yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I don't. I don't think Christmas Vacation had a location, did they? Was it Chicago? Some of you tweet in or email in, let us know because I don't know. But uh, trivia for Christmas. All right, so I did want to talk about this. So sidebar, turn turn a little bit of an angle off of this, um, because I've got Dr. John Deloney here. Own your past, change your future. One hundred percent of adults that go and visit other adults called their relatives at Christmas bring some form of boundary issue, some form of um, heavy to light trauma, (laughs) some form of uh, negative or positive memory expanded in our brains to these, these singular day events around Christmas. Yeah. And, and speaking of setting expectations and being grown ups during the holidays, talk about navigating family crap that is in your own brain mm-hmm. and is in their brains and boundaries through these holidays. What are some basic ideas or rules?
2: The, well, the strange thing I experience is, I, and I wish there was a less woo-woo way of saying this, but I feel like my body becomes 14 again. I feel like I become a kid. And I instantly fall into I'm a middle child, and I've got an older sibling and a younger sibling. I feel like I just get in this weird, and I have to remind myself, wait a minute, I got grown kids and a house, like and a wife. I'm not 14 anymore, and so I, a I have to be cognizant of myself. What we did this year, what Sheila and I have done the last few years, is we send an email out to the family, and here's when we're going to be able to come. Here's what we want to do. Here's some things that we think will be fun. Anything y'all are interested in doing, and what we like to do is have those conversations the best we can. And our family works best in writing before we get. Yeah, there. but I mean,
0: when I get there, I the years that I did not pre-think about perception, mm-hmm. and I'm not 14. I'm not the broke kid that came home with your daughter, and you didn't want her to yeah. marry. And I didn't blame them later, yeah. but um, I wouldn't let one. One would not have wanted my daughter to marry the guy that came home with her when it was me. Um, So either, so I get that they weren't mean about it um, and they're still not mean about it. But um, the um, I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. I have to reset my mind intentionally before I pull in the driveway. That's right. There's some pre planning relationally, psychologically you kind of have to do otherwise you do fall right into that hole
2: don't you you do and i i start getting sharp with people i start eating too much on the junk food table to make myself feel a little bit better um people will grab more drinks so i think it's about knowing all i can control in the situation is me and if you want to poke some fun at me and have some fun i'm not gonna take it personal i'm not gonna push back i'm gonna smile or i'm gonna take myself out of this situation and that's yeah. really the two options i got i'm not discussing trump no. And I'm not discussing COVID. This is, you are not gonna change anybody's it's heart. Jesus' birthday.
0: <laughs> this is the Ramsey show. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Elijah is with us in Pittsburgh. Hey, Elijah, welcome to the Ramsey Show. What's up?
3: Hey, Dave, thank you. How are you doing today? Better than I deserve. How can I help? So I'll dive right into it. My parents are up visiting for Christmas, and money conversations have come up a couple of times. Nothing super specific, but I know that they have about 21000 in car debt, and they're not on a budget at all. My wife and I are in baby step three, uh, but one of the things that's most been weighing on me is feeling like my parents don't really have a retirement plan in place. My mom is 60. My dad's 58. She says she wants to do something, but she feels like it's too late for them to start and even if they did, my dad is historically set in his way. Um, I know I can't change them. They have to do that themselves. How do I bridge the-, help the way out that they can take control?
0: Okay. Um, Well, I think you're accurate. It's uh, one of the most frustrating things is dealing with people that we love dearly and trying to get them to um, do things that are good for them. Um, And when you care more than they care, you know, Um, so it is the old uh, lead a horse to water thing, right? You can't make them drink. So uh, all, all we can do is lovingly lead them to water and then release and step back. So whatever weight you are feeling right now, uh, that whatever uh, sense of um, responsibility you feel right now, whatever sense of worry or uh, you feel on their behalf, um, I want you to promise that after you take two or three steps, you just lay that down. You got to step back and just go, I've done what I can do, and now it's up to them. Uh, Now, if they pick up and – start running down the road a little bit, and then they need a little more encouragement. You can be their biggest coach, but you can't, you you know, part of this deal is you offloading the weight. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay. Because you're worrying about them isn't going to work because
2: they're not worried about them. Now, there might be a mathematical reality to, okay, in 20 years they're going to have nothing, or in 30 years they're going to have nothing and so we might put a little money away in savings or something once you guys get your financial picture cleaned up. But right now, y'all are still... Well, it just gives you a reason to be wealthy. Scratching a You're going to want to
0: help people, and they may be one of them, but when you're I, wealthy someday.
2: Have you sat down and had this conversation? You've had it with your mom. Have you sat down and asked your dad, just mano y mano, hey, man, um, what's your, do you have a will? Do you have a plan? Um, what's your retirement plan look like? I've
3: not conversations with them. have kind of just been surfacey and, you know, have they always of, been that way? Or is it just about this one? It's out. Yeah. It, it's kind of always, always been that way.
2: I want to challenge you over the holidays. If it's not going to create drama. Um, if you said, Hey, I'd love to take you out, dad and have a conversation. I've got the benefit. My dad's a homicide detective, and so talking about death and us not being here, we've had that conversation forever, um, probably probably too much. Um, so that it was, but it was still an awkward conversation for me to broach. Like, hey, let's talk about will. Talk about, this, and he was awesome. He had it all planned out, um, as most police officers do. But I do think it's worth sitting down and saying at least broaching the subject. And it might not be this Christmas but it may be a tiny little seed planted that your dad needs to start having these conversations, or it may just completely shut the door. And like Dave said, it makes it much easier to set those bricks down and quit carrying them when they're, when the door is shut and sealed. Does that make sense? So in other words, you sit down over a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. or
0: a beer and you go, dad, I'm worried about you and mom. Um, Tell me what you got planned. I'm working on my money stuff and I'm just now starting to get it figured out. And I remember how scared I was. And I think mom's kind of scared so tell me what you got planned, and is there any way I can help you because I'm starting to learn about this stuff. And if he says, mind your own dadgum business, go jump in the creek, then do just that. Yeah. That's your only option. He told you exactly where you stand. And he might, I don't know who this guy is, or he might go, yeah, I don't really have anybody to talk to about it, and I'm so scared I can't breathe. And for the first time in your life or the first time in recent decades, you might have a really deep conversation with him emotionally.
2: That's right. And and Dave said it best, lead with your vulnerability, not what he's doing wrong. No, never. You do not need to wag a finger, particularly at this guy. Yeah.
0: This guy, he's, he's old
2: school. I'm just now figuring out how expensive it is to be an adult in this world. And it got me thinking about. Man, you guys. My, are well, my wife and I are working this Ramsey plan, and I'm, I'm so
0: and I'm so first time ever. I'm starting to see how this stuff works, and, and I'm simultaneously not as scared as I was, and I'm simult and excited about the future. And it kind of got me looking over there, and I, th- I was remembering looking at Mom's eyes the other day, how scared I was, and I kind of think she might be, and I don't know, maybe even you. But is there some I, you know, tell me you tell me you're okay. Tell me you got a million dollars, or or tell me to. to on my own business and pound sand but i, I just want to ask you about this because i love you and I, it's just a subject i've gotten excited about yeah and
2: just understand that especially with 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 certain generations this the shame around how much you have or don't have is so powerful and so great you may get a response that has nothing to do with you and that has everything to do with him it's every generation and uh, it is it is but um At least you will be able to sleep at night knowing, hey, I had this conversation. I broached a subject. I'm setting the sucker down. Yeah. And then just, you know,
0: it's if I can show you what I've learned. uh, And and so here's the thing a guy taught me about. uh, he, He said, if you tell your story, no one can debate you about your story. That's right. But when you start trying to tell them their story, everybody wants to debate the, about their own story. They go, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what's happening here. You don't but I, I, so I'm not going to – don't wag your finger. And um, there's probably some pretty obvious things they're doing that are stupid butt stuff. But, but don't even go there. Don't bring – what about the car loan? Now, don't even bring it up. Just let him go, yeah, I got this car debt. And if you can get him to pull pull them into it rather than push them into the conversation, then maybe you get there and then you go, hey, man, you know – Uh you know, I went through this thing and, and, you know, here's the website to look at, or I went here's a YouTube clip, these people yelling that they're out of debt. And here's a guy that, you know, was 17 years or, uh, in 2017 had nothing. And he went through this plan. Now he's a millionaire and there's all those clips on YouTube. You can watch, you know, and, um, I mean, we've had like a billion downloads now or something. So, um. You know, that kind of thing, and you're just sharing information that you have experienced, and just stay over there. And um, so, uh, and my pastor used to say, a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an opinion. Yeah, well, I don't believe in all that get-out-of-debt stuff. Well, that's okay, I understand, but uh, but I'm really enjoying being out of debt.
2: And I remember, if, uh, this is years ago now, but I um, had a friend who's had a parent who I think had a stroke or passed away, and... Um no we're, we we didn't pass away but almost and I remember asking my parents hey do, do y'all have like a plan what if one of y'all has a heart attack or has a stroke and nothing there nothing came of that conversation but the next year for Christmas they bought the kids they bought themselves long term care insurance as our christmas present and I thought that was fantastic and we all cheered and it was great but they, it took them a while they talked about it they went and met with their financial advisor or whatever but it was again it was a seed that was planted it was, like oh yeah we don't really haven't thought about what happens if they whenever they never
0: answered the question but then they went and answered the question they went into the question that's yeah. right yeah yeah it's um it's interesting to lead people lead your children your grown kids which is always an oxymoron right but i mean you're 30 year old you're 25 year old how do you communicate with them because you can't you can't use your dad voice you know it doesn't work because they don't have to listen anymore they like make their own money and stuff and so you have to use your friend voice and it's like you know it's like i'm your friend friend and i want to persuade you because you're being an idiot and you know but you can't say any of that but it'll be going through your head it's like you know maybe i don't know when i used to do that i felt this way and (laughs) you know it's just like
2: Like i've tried that and it didn't work out well i had a counseling professor say whenever somebody's making a dumb choice instead of telling them you should be doing this you can tell them yeah you could try that and um I'll buy the first round when this thing implodes. <laughs> I'll be here when this goes sideways. and uh, It's a great way to communicate. I wouldn't do that without saying I wouldn't do that. Oh. Uh. <laughs> hey, and parents, over the holidays, if your kids get the courage to ask and have a hard conversation about wills, be gentle with them. Be graceful. They're trying. They're practicing. All these things we're teaching. Be graceful with them. Yeah. Don't be a butt. It's or that. It's Jesus' birthday. Don't be a butt. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.